<clears throat> Welcome to the Searching for Meaning podcast. My name is Gonzalo, and I'm joined by my brother, Tiago. Welcome. And uh, in today's episode, we are hopefully, thankfully, most definitely going to finish, yeah, going to finish the book, uh, The Letters, the, or letter, no, it's Letters from, Letters a, Stoic from a Stoic by Seneca. So I'm if you've not been following Seneca. along, yeah, but um, this is the third podcast, like the trilogy is going to be completed. It's the third yeah. podcast we've took to review the book. And I'm going to be honest, I really enjoy the book, but I'm tired of it at this point because yeah. it's, it's too much. And I think for you listening, it may be too, I mean, for you listening, maybe not because you're only getting the, the summary of the thing, but yeah. Not fun. Yeah. I want. To, I want because I like to kind of do like older book, newer book. You know, like you read Meditations by Mark Zarellis, yeah. and then you read like Ego is the Enemy, or read Jocko Willink or something. Yeah, it's more easy on the mind. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's like a little sugar to your diet, like ah, oh, a little yeah. spike. There you go. I can go back to the salad tomorrow. Yeah, but yeah. Jocko would cringe listening to Yeah, you're no, you're not sugar. Yeah, <laughs> you're not sugar. But but yeah, uh, where was I going to go with this? Yeah, so in today's episode we're going to finish the the book and then next week normal podcast and then another book also if you want to suggest books i'm probably gonna just ask on the instagram page um you can just send us a message books you want i know a lot of the books that that people recommend a lot i think we already covered like uh ego is the enemy meditations now this one i think those are probably like the biggest ones but yeah without further ado let's get right in to the book so, um, I don't really remember where we left off, but I'm going to start in chapter XI, no, XCI, which I don't know how to translate this into normal uh, numbers. So, apologize for that. If, you're, <laughs> if you want to search in your Kindle, just type that, it probably appears. But yeah, the quote is, A setback has often cleared the way for greater prosperity. Many things have fallen only to rise to more exalt, exalted heights. And um, I really like this one because I feel like it just describes or puts into words what a lot of life is. A lot of life is because I feel like we always have the expectation or the hope at least that one day things are going to be ah, steady. I'm going to be able to lay back. Money's coming in. I don't have to worry about anything. I don't have any challenges. I can just chill by the beach and do nothing. Truth is, or on my experience and also Seneca's from what he's saying is that it's a lot like a roller coaster. Things go up, things go down. The only thing, because as long as you focus on getting up, like if the, the general tendency is going up, of course there's going to be some downturns. It's like everything, like the stock market, like even how some energy the, is processed, like in waves. And I feel like it's the, the hard thing for us humans to, um, to come to terms with is that when we're on the, a good moment, we must expect a bad one to come eventually because that's just how things happen. But when we're going through a bad moment, we must expect a good one to come because that's just how it's the law of things. Things go down, then they go up again. Yeah. But the the biggest struggle, at least for me, is that to during the hard times, not lose hope and just be like, okay, things are going to be okay and kind of be able to enjoy even that struggle. And then when things are good, to not kind of panic and be like, oh boy, it's going too good. Shit's gonna fuck get fucked now, yeah. and then to, and then when it eventually like some downturn happens, to not be like, oh, if only I had enjoyed the moments when everything was good, but now everything's fucked. Which I think is a, a big like human thing. You see like a lot of 
a lot of movies and everything are always based and songs it's like oh i had this person or this thing and then i lost it oh it's a lot of that so i think that's i don't know what you think kind of emanates <laughs> in society it's even like uh, i noticed this recently with like old friends that i've had it's just like first grade and stuff like that it's like when we get together the, like the natural tendency is to talk about the good times the good old times like start reminding the the old like like moments and whatever but it's i don't know it's kind of a human tendency to always i think also think that what the bad the better has passed or i don't know the golden years I, don't, i think it's kind of like even with songs like you said it's like the the missing person or the missing thing that's never been coming back into your life i think it's it's, it's a bit bullshit because <laughs> yeah. it, it's like those moments are happening every day like in, in about 20 years from now you look at this moment and probably think the same thing it's just that We have so much, so we we're not used to valuing the present moment and really being in it. We can only, most people can only like look back upon it and really value it then, which I think it's like it's one of the the more like constant struggles everyone will face each day. It's just trying always trying to remind yourself that the present moment is all that really matters at, at the moment. And with, with that quote, it's kind of the I think that's the antidote to the always being like expecting the worst or, or expecting something better it's like you're always missing out on the present yep. by, by doing that and you, you're never really enjoying it and you can live your whole life without enjoying the present just by always thinking about that you're always thinking about the past moment how good it was there is a threat of the future how bad it's going to be and you you never get to live and so it's and i think that's something i think i experienced when i'm first getting into self-help was like that was it was strange for me that that moments that were still occurring it's like okay i, I <laughs> yeah. decided that everything would be perfect and then stuff to get stuff to still happen because that's just life things go up and down like you said and i think it's like you you, you can definitely make them worse by how you view them because if you nowadays when I, the, the the way i look at that event is, is like they're happening i don't resent the fact that they're happening and so they they immediately become way less bad when, when once i like Uh, view them from a like a rational uh, point of view and it's like okay this is part of life and so immediately they're not as bad as they could be they're still bad but it's just a lot more, more tolerable yeah absolutely i think there's even a and i know this is like the probably the weirdest example to go pick a south park quote episode where one of the characters is like on the curb of yeah on the curb just like crying and it's raining and the guy comes like oh, sorry, you're sad, and something like that. And he's like, oh, no, it's okay, because I know that uh, the only thing something can feel this bad is that there's also something on the opposite side of it that feels as good as this feels bad kind of thing on the other opposite yeah. of the extreme. And I feel like that's a thing that we also, we fail to realize that, that we can only feel very good emotions because we know what bad emotions are, because we have the experience of the other side. Otherwise, you'd have no context as to what that is. Imagine like your whole life, nothing bad ever happened to you. Like no emotional trauma, no one ever was mean to you, no, you never lost any money, nothing bad happened. Do you really know what's good? What's, what is good for you? What's, you don't know. And even morally, moral things, like when bad things happen to you, especially when it's like something does something bad to you, Then you can realize, like, oh, fuck, I feel like this. That person did that to me. I don't want to do that to other people. You know, you can take, like, two sides of it, but it's all. it also shows us 
a lot of pain is that it just shows us where not to go it's while pleasure may show you not necessarily where to go but some good emotions show you where to go pain kind of like shows you where not to which sometimes can be more important than where you go if you just avoid the bad roads you'll eventually find a good one you know you you can see that that thing happening like the the, the way in which you were talking like if, if not, imagine a scenario where nothing ever bad happened to someone and then someone else has had some bad stuff happening to them and you can compare that like imagine someone that's like always been a normal person their entire life they've always like been not I'm talking normal in the sense they've never been skinny or overweight just been an average guy or girl yeah. then compare someone who's obese then, okay Imagine this scenario, this obese person dieted down and they eventually got to a point where they look like a normal person. But the other normal person was normal their entire life. It's like they're going to have different uh, views on life and perspectives on yep. looking at their own bodies just because of the old journey one has had to make and the other one hasn't had to make. This isn't to say that it's better for you to be fat and then go back to normal or something like that. It's just to give you like the context of, uh, of like some, some people have gone to bad stuff and there were things that they were so bad that just coming back to normal feels good. Where some people have always been normal, so they, they don't experience that. They experience it on other campuses are also different. But yep. this is just to give the example that the way, like, the bad, the, your previous bad experiences can make something seem so different from what it is to someone else just because of the fact that they happened. Yeah, and it's also so easy to take things for granted. Like... For example, if you go to a person, like go back in time to the 14th century, and if you told someone like, oh yeah, I have uh, this thing where I turn a wheel and water comes out every time I want. My kid can come warm and cold. Yeah, it's pretty good. They would be like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like that, that was a luxury not even the most powerful king had. And, yeah. and we take yeah, this for granted. That guy would be like silly happy for like, you would feel like a god you'd feel like a god the the king of the universe yes water comes to me at all times or even like (laughs) air conditioning can you imagine if you tell like oh yeah when it's warm i have this device where i turn on and then it's the perfect temperature all the time they'd be like what is this wizardry are you god that would literally that would be something out of that only a quote-unquote god would be able to do and now all of us not all of us but at least the water example all of us have that all of us. Yeah. You can go to a Starbucks bathroom and it's there for you. If, in the worst of cases, you know? No yeah. one's going to die of thirst ever. Which just shows that yeah, it's all context in those things. Because now a lot of us may think like, oh my god, if only I was a fucking rich millionaire and I lived in this big mansion. But now put yourself in the shoes of, some, of a kid who grew up in that environment. For him, that's normal. He doesn't feel anything towards that. It's just normal. It's like I was yeah. like, oh, do you feel living in an apartment? It's like, I don't know, just whatever. And then if you'd yeah. say to someone in China that lives in a, a tiny cubicle and you show you your house, they'll be like, oh my God, what luxury. But for you, it's like, what the fuck yeah, are you talking expensive. about? It's just a normal thing. So it's always relative. And I feel like that's one of the biggest like frustrations for humans, like coming to terms that you are never going to be, if you choose to go to that path, you're never going to be satisfied. I think I was even listening to J. Cole the other day saying about this in an interview. It's like, if you chase money, there's always more money. Fame, there's always more fame. Girls, there's always more girls. There's, if you choose these materialistic things as your uh, like thing that's going to fulfill you, then you're in for a bad, rude awakening. 
because there's always more of it. There's never... It's like a, a cup with a hole in the bottom. You can keep pouring water. It's always going to... You know, it's always going to fall out of it because, because you're always going to get used to it. And it's... Which is very hard to imagine. And as I'm saying this, I'm thinking to myself, like, there's a part of me saying, yeah, 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 sure, but she had a million dollars. I don't know. <laughs> Life would be better. Which is certainly... Yeah. But then, yeah, you get there in your life. And then you have other problems. And then you have a lot of... Yeah. Those people have, like, what the fuck do I do? I've... Because, like, I don't need to work. I can do what anything I want. I feel empty inside. Oh, my God. What the fuck do I do? There's right? always a bigger so, problem. That's why I like, like, I really like Mark Manson's view on, on this and the way he explains it. Life is all about, like, no one really knows what life is all about. But yep. the best thing <laughs> I think we have is just like, it's about solving problems and about getting better problems to solve. So For sure. Like, that's it, because it's better to have too much money than to be dying of hunger. Yep. It's like someone everyone can agree with. But, but it's all, you know, it's always a problem, you know? It's never going to be perfect, it's never going to satisfy you. You'll never be satisfied. You may be satisfied temporarily with like some stuff, but then you go back to your natural human tendency, and that's okay, man. That's like the, yeah. there's no problem with that. It's just human tendency. It's just about recognizing it and being able to, yeah, just being able to recognize it and yeah. move on. Absolutely. That. Speaking of moving on, I think we can go yeah. to the next quote, so we don't get lost yeah. in this, and we have to do one more episode, please. <laughs> no, no, this is awesome. So, this is letter XCV on the usefulness of basic principles. And the quote is, don't ask for what you wish you hadn't got. And he says this in the context... Uh, like oh, sorry, can you repeat, please? Is. Can you repeat the quote? Okay. Don't ask for what you wish you hadn't got. Okay. So, okay. So, I, th I think I really like this quote because the way I, I interpret it is that, like, when you ask for something, I think people sometimes, they ask, like, like some people, it's like if you're religious, maybe you pray for God for something, and or if you're just like saying out loud, "Man, I wish I had this." Yeah. And that, that I truly believe that you would never really like to have it that way, or like if you wish for something, well, because when you're wishing for something, I think what you're saying is like, "I wish this thing would just appear out of nowhere, just into my hands, and it would all then." And I think this quote perfectly says what I believe in, which is you you'd never like that. You would yep. never like that. Some, some something like that would have just popped out out of thin air because that's that takes away the, the whole the most important thing about achieving goals it's which is the process absolutely and so I think the asking for just asking for anything just ask, in the sense of like asking like I, like I explained just previously of asking to like a, an outside force just to give it to you it will never you, you once you get it, you always wish you hadn't got it. You always wish you hadn't asked. Yeah, for and I think you that feel way, kind of. That was a possible. You feel kind of. Thing. You'd feel weird, kind of thing. You'd be like, "Oh, it's not really mine." Yeah, it's like this isn't supposed to. It's like, I, I don't. Yeah, I think we as humans, it, it, it never works out this way. This, this is the thing we always believe uh, that we just need this one thing to, to fulfill our, our lives, and I think it just we've seen it again and again. I think. There's several yeah. scenarios where it just isn't like that, you know? Even, like, look back into your own life, into your own life. Like, think back of something you really wanted to achieve. Like, really think about it. And do you think it was the thing itself or the process that, that got you there? I mean, I'm not saying you, that you don't enjoy the thing. The, I, I didn't enjoy, like, certain, like, moments in my life, certain goals. Like, it was fun. But looking back at it, the real pleasure out of it was just the process 
Yeah, and usually those, the ones you're like, really like, fuck yeah, I got it. They're only fuck yeah, I got it because it took so long or so, it was so hard to get it. Like, I remember when, because I used to, and I still do sometimes, skateboard. I remember trying to do a kickflip, which is, if you don't know, a trick where your board kind of, whatever, rotates in a certain way. (laughs) just it. And I remember for a whole year, I could not do that. And I was like, because, I don't know, I, I was in school, I didn't have anything to do. That was like my sole focus of my life was I need to do this. And I remember when I eventually got it, it was like, it was, it tasted such a sweet victory because of the long, hard process it took to get there. Because if no. the first time I tried it, I got it to be like, okay, cool, next one. It wouldn't yeah. have mattered as much. And the funny part is after I was able to do it and then I could consistently doing it, I didn't give a shit about it anymore. I, I was working for this for one year. And and that's, like, that's, a, that's, a, that's a perfect yeah. example that it's not the thing itself that matters, you know? It's not the goal. It's not, like, not, it's not the kickflip that gives you purpose. <laughs> yeah. it's, it really is. Well, the process. No, it was. Was and, the and, but it's, it's always the process. It's always because, and if you think about it, the more you can strive towards a life where you, you really enjoy the process and not only the goal, then that, because I noticed that in my life, the more I can do things that I enjoy the process and I know benefit me or find, maybe it's a better way to put it, f- find ways to make the things I know are good for me more pleasurable. For example, going to the gym, eating healthy. The more you, you find ways to make that process enjoyable, the more happy your life will be. I think that's how I would put it. Because if you, because if there's a mix of, I like doing this, this benefits me in the future, then you feel fulfilled inside. Then that, and uh, uh, yesterday I put like, ask me anything on the Instagram. A lot of questions about like, oh, I feel like my life has no meaning. It's just empty. A lot of it for me is just, it's just that. It's just what is good for me. Find a way to make it pleasurable and then do it. There's really no secret. And to a certain extent, like give away the need to have a purpose, to have Oh, I need a purpose. Like, why do you need a purpose? Yeah. You don't need a purpose. Yeah, which can be pretty different. Yeah, right? I, and yeah, just, yeah, just saying kind of, it. But, kind of but like, just practical advice, I would say. The best way to kind of give up that need is to, at least for me, number one, like, don't focus on that. Because you can you can choose not to put yeah. your focus on that. And then just, if you don't know, just yeah. try a lot okay. of things. Find something you like. And then the critical thing for me is, like, when you find a thing you like, for how ridiculous it may be, do that. And then if you find another thing, shift into that. Because eventually you'll shift into a thing that's kind of like, oh, I can make money from this. I like this. I'm good at this. But to get to there, you have to be willing to try. You have to be willing to like, oh, I'm very interested in the science behind hands this week. The the little bug. Like, oh, just study that. You, you don't know where that path will take you. If you just say to yourself, like, ah, oh, that's, that's dumb. It's not dumb. There's people who make a great living studying ants. I bet my fucking life yeah. on that. Yeah. Just a, like a quick side note, there's, a, there's actually like YouTube channels that's like tracking uh, like a color, it's like a guy who has like a, like, it's like a, a, a big box, I guess, like, like for, for ants, so it's like a glass thing, you know, you can yeah, see yeah. ants building the colonies, and he has a YouTube series, just like, uh, like watching their, his entire grow, and it's like million views <laughs> on YouTube, like the guy basically makes a living of documenting yeah. his, his fucking ants, and he's gotten like different types of ants, and he's done like several experiments with other bugs that's it that's the youtube channel of the guy he literally makes a living and the guy like speaks with the biggest passion yeah, about ants dope. and insects in general it's just like he's like oh my god this is like so excited 
like describing dance and what they're doing. It's like, yeah, man, he found yeah. something. So, but but now, like, imagine that guy. If the first time he, f- he found an interesting ant, he was just like, ah, oh, that's dumb. I'm not gonna whatever. Or somebody yeah. told him, and he believed that. Because you never, you never know. And it's especially now before in- the internet. Okay, I can imagine. Maybe before the internet, it would be a pretty dumb thing. But now it's like, dude, there's people making yeah. millions of dollars making slime videos. There's, you know, d- making DIYs yeah. shits on how to make, I don't know, like the pockets for your pencils or something. And you see this and not to say that you have to do that, but just to say that by following that, and at least that's just my experience, you'll feel so, you'll feel so much more fulfilled. Even if you have a job that... Yeah, yeah. and it. even if you have like a job that you need to pay your bills and everything but at least in your free time just don't waste it away on netflix and shitty food and this yeah, yeah that's why you really start craving yeah. purpose because there's really no, no sorts of it in your life and so you kind of start obsessing with it and i know it's difficult when you're like stuck in those loops of netflix and whatever your distraction of choice maybe but it's uh, once again just start small always small things and I think you'll eventually start seeing that you don't even need to like obsess about what's your purpose and you just start getting it bit by bit with small things you do in, in your life because you start being more social, you start having interests that you really like, hobbies, and you just derive purpose from, from those small things and you'll eventually not obsess yeah. with it and that's like the key to live a, like a, a purposeful, happy life. It's just kind of not Yeah, because a lot of things you, you can also get, it. you'll only get them when you release the need to get them. Which is kind of, it's kind of weird. But a lot of times when you yeah. release the need to have a purpose, it's actually, when it comes. And it's so, and actually, just a little bit of motivation if somebody's listening. For, so I, I heard this the other day. How many days do you think a human being lives on average? Like, if you live from zero to eighty years old, how many days would you say? Like first number that pops into your mind without making calculations. It's like forty thousand. In reality. If you live to 80 years old, I believe it's around 28,000 days only. Which, and then you put it in, you put it in perspective, like a third of those days are spent sleeping. The first couple thousand of them or whatever, you had really no control until you're 18. You're just like kind of cruising by. The last yeah. of them, you're going to be old and, and you, you really don't know what the fuck is going to happen then. So you really have this really tiny window of days to do what you really want. And then when you when you fucking look at it like that, I'm wasting that shit watching Netflix and porn and shit. And you're like, fuck, okay. dude. You can't. You just. <laughs> you can't. It's just. And and even there's a. Yeah, that's a good yeah. There's <laughs> a guy. He's a, a, he has a blog. A super well-known guy. He has a, one of the most watched TED Talks of all time. And it's uh, his blog is uh, called Wait But Why. And he puts it in, in boxes, like weekly boxes. When you look at it by weeks, it's fucking scary because it's not that many boxes. It's it's scarily, it's scarily <laughs> few. Because, and that's it. And it's so easy. Just like another box goes by, another week goes by. And it's like, okay, keep doing the same thing. When I'm old, I'll retire and I'll enjoy my life. So you're saying you're only going to enjoy like the last 5,000 days of your life? Is that it? Yeah, that was, that was 50 bucks. Yeah, it's like, what about the others? Because... I don't know, like, especially with the page. Like, if you put consistent effort, no matter how small it is, eventually it will lead to great results. It may take less time, more time. But if you are consistent, if you are consistent, it's inevitable. It's like, it's because it compounds on top of of itself. 
And then you, uh-huh. yeah. And because you have so much opportunities that we, if you just do it every day, it's just you. It's like a matter of what you know. Eventually, you get that opportunity for things to happen. And now, especially with the internet, yeah. it's much more easy to get to catch a break. You know, before like it would be much harder to start a business or something like that. You actually have actually have to invest money in like a physical yeah. shop and stuff. Now it's just you can just do it and be consistent with it fairly easily. You can just dedicate like. I put a page, we dedicated like 10 minutes yeah. the day to make, yeah, to it. yeah. it's just being, yeah, just being consistent with it. And, and then, consistent. but that consistent eventually reaches a point that for now us, or maybe one day, it eventually to put more effort into that, do that full time, and then there you go. But consistency is key. Yeah. And I can, because even, like, even in the old times, because now it's so easy with the internet, but imagine before the internet, you could still, it would take longer, but the principle is the same. Save your money. Start a business with the money you can spare. If it doesn't work, do again until it works. Maybe it takes much more time, but it, the yeah. principle is the same. Just the speed is different. Yeah. And yeah, it's so dumb not to... Not dumb, I'm not going to say that, but it's it's a waste of not only your time, but of all the other person's time because you could be giving those other people something of value to them by using that time to something you love. Oh. Like the, the guy with the ants, there's millions of people who love to watch that for some reason. But th- that's their entertainment. It's giving yeah, value to them. Be there, yeah. And people can derive joy from anything. Yeah. Really. And you see, like, there's like comments on those videos, like, man, you made my day. I love coming back from work and just watching this relaxing. And like, you have no idea what can make yeah. someone just quick and just enjoy a, a moment. And so it's like, I think Jordan Peterson also talks about this, which is like, it's your duty to be a good person. And to, because... To, to give a good contribute to the world because it's like if if everyone would just think like that it, it would be such such a, yeah. a better world and if you think about it it's just that's all we're here to do really it's just kind of be nice to each other and just make a better like a better world and make someone that's like a, a really good process like to know someone has breathed a little bit easier because yeah. you have lived it's like that's kind of like everyone can identify with that and find a new man yeah you can always leave like you say like leave things better than you found them and you're not doing anyone a favor by by watching netflix and doing if you do that all day yeah yeah that's but but the thing is you can still watch netflix you can still do that but if you take one just take one hour of your day or if you can't one hour start with 15 minutes just start what just everyone like i don't believe there's anyone in the world who can take like 15 minutes of their day to do something they like. Or let's say, if you want to play piano, yeah. 15 minutes a day. If you do that for like five years, you're an expert at piano. No, yeah, it's ridiculous. <laughs> and it's not, but, but yeah. you know, it sounds easy, but it, that's the hardest part. It's the consistency part. Because what, what, what about when it doesn't, yeah. you don't feel like it? When you're, you're, I don't know, you're drunk, you arrived home, you forgot about it. Now you're looking at the piano and you're like, oh my God, I want to go to sleep. So going to do it or no? Because that's it. Because also a big problem with compound interest is you can't miss days. That's the thing. Because if you miss it, then it's like, fuck. I mean, it doesn't, it's not that literal with, I don't know, like going to the gym or stuff like that. But uh, actually, I saw a good video by Matt Diavella on YouTube, which he he has a thing called the two-day rule, which he says like any habit that he wants to keep, he he can't go more than one day without doing it. So he always needs, so if he fails one day, then the next two, he's going to do it. And that's how he said, like, and like the guy's jacked as hell. And that's how he he become became jacked was by starting that 
that have it. That's why he started the whole thing. You see a pic of him from 2008. He's like super skinny, dude. And now he's 10 years later, he's super jacked. And that was it. He said like some days, like, I only went to the gym for like five minutes. Then I left. But he kept the habit. Because, because you know, because if you feel more than one day, then you're like, fuck. Then you're going to miss all of them. You're going to you kind of start everything all over. So, yeah, I guess I can go yeah. to my yeah. next quote. Oh, baby, it's already 30 minutes. Woo! This book, baby. <laughs> oh, my God. The, the pro okay, the, not the problem, <laughs> but the thing is that these are so such good concepts that you can just fucking talk forever about them. Yeah, it's not even like more about, it's not even about the book, I guess, at this point. It's just it's kind of the yeah. concepts of. Yeah, actually, I'm going to skip some. Ahead. I'm going to go to the one actually where the one. Okay, this is it. So, from chapter CIV, which I don't know how you translate that. So, unless the mind is at its own disposal, able at will to provide its own seclusion, even in crowded moments. Okay, I'm going to start that over because whatever. <clears throat> unless the mind is at its own disposal, able at will to provide its own seclusion, even in crowded moments. Wait, what the fuck? Okay, whatever. <laughs> I kind of I copied this wrong. Uh, okay, okay, okay. Got it. Uh, okay. You know, because I copied, uh, I poorly copied the quote, so I'm going to go to the next quote. Sorry if I hyped you up there on that one. <laughs> but yeah, so. The story is told that someone complained to Socrates that traveling abroad had never done him any good and received the reply. What else can you expect, seeing that you always take yourself along with you when you go abroad? And for me, that is... Oh, uh, just a, a bit of more context to this. Does it surprise you running... Does it surprise you running... Does it surprise you that running away doesn't do you any good? The things you're running away from are with you all the time. And this is like if you ever travel trying to find something, you've, you know, you know this for sure. You always, like the yeah. traditional quote of like you travel only to come back home and realize everything was there. It's kind of like that because there's, if you're in America, there's nothing in South America that's going to change things. There's nothing in Europe, nothing in whatever. Because the fundamental that's always there is you. You are always there. It's not what now because you change continents, you're going to be able to keep your habits. What, what makes you think that? But until you do it, you don't believe it because you're always saying, like, no, no, these people are holding me back. My environment, my which I mean, to a certain extent can be true, but you can always change the environment in the environment. You don't need to go to another country. So, but for, for everyone that never did, I strongly encourage people to travel. Not only because, you know, I feel like, for example, for me, traveling is good when I'm learning something. Then I take a break. I travel. My brain kind of resets because it's I'm not used to the things around me. And then I come back and I feel like I learned that better. But if the if your goal is to like, oh, I need to find myself. Yeah, you're not going to find you. I'm, I'm afraid that's most likely not going to happen. But you need to try it. You need to. If you have that, just do it. Because you kind of find you kind of find yourself. But you realize that it wasn't there. It was in you it's kind of a weird thing mm -hmm. it's a, a, a yeah you, you grow i think the most important thing yeah for is sure you by doing it and you you eventually get to, to recognizing that maybe it wasn't the travel it wasn't the place itself there was the traveling itself yeah. that brought you the the like the the, the the thing you really value it's the experience i think mark Mance has a good article on this which is titled i think just titles appearance it's like the most the things you most value about travel are the things you don't remember so it's not a specific like landscape or person you've met. Maybe it can be a person, but like it's not 
I think and at least for me, looking back at my travel, it wasn't like a specific moment or thing that really made me like, yeah. oh yeah, this is worth it. No, it was like looking back, it was just like the whole process of growth that it brought me. The whole the like the struggle and the the getting out of my environment, the being uncomfortable and just having to grow Absolutely. just forces you to grow, I think. And that's the thing you, you end up valuing most, but it's always like 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 the quote says, like yeah. wherever you go, there you are. You know, there's there's no escaping you. And that's the mo- and you shouldn't try to escape yourself. That's I think that's very dangerous. That's when you start repressing feelings and that's where things can really just like get messed up. Because one thing that doesn't do not work is repressing emotions. Like you can't make some something disappear just because you want it. You'll never stop being angry just because you don't want to be angry. The way you, you stop being angry is by accepting it. It's by not caring really. It's by like accepting that you're angry and just being okay with that. Yeah. Which is how because, to do obviously yeah. but because inside you never want to be like you so yeah you just, especially bad feelings you just want to repress them but the thing is i think traveling is good for that because especially if you travel on a budget and you take a lot of buses you stay in hostels people you don't know it forces you to go inside because you can't like in a 10-hour bus trip unless you're like listening to music all the time but then you get bored of that and then it's just you and yourself and then what you're gonna do you, there's no escaping so for me yeah. traveling i feel like it's very good in that sense also in like in the so when you stay in place you're you're alone it's, if you don't make friends like the first day or anything you're really forced to to take a, a deep look inside yourself and i noticed this especially so especially i think people who are very good socially don't notice as well because you know they they just make friends wherever they go but if you're not then it really forces you to focus on those things and on the things that are like not maybe not good with your life so yeah the thing is don't don't blame it on any on anyone else or anything else other than yourself for me it's like okay this i got myself here i'll take myself out of here as well but yeah i guess that's yeah that's so i have i guess we can go to your next i mean really for me just like that quote was really the the only one i wanted to to share so okay then i guess we can we have. I have one more. We have one more that we can finish on. Then we're done with this book. For no, I'm gonna have to read this book without the pressure of having to do a podcast on it. You know, just one day chilling. It's a good book. Yeah, I think it's one of those like it's good to go like once in a while. Yeah, the whole way through. Yeah, because these are letters from like years and years. It's not like Seneca didn't write this in a fucking sitting. Yeah. Yeah, this isn't supposed Absolutely. to be a book, really. It's a compilation of letters. You know, it's like you. And the way I think I'll I'll go back to it is like yep. look at some like titles of letters. Absolutely. Like, something called my address. But I'll just read it. I, I guess I'll, then we'll finish with a, a quote I have here, from uh, letter C X X I I I, whatever that number is. So, <clears throat> quoting, until we have begun to go without them, we fail to realize how unnecessary many things are. We've been using them not because we needed them, but because we had them. End quote. And um, I feel like this is especially nowadays. Like if this was true back then, just nowadays, it's there's so much stillness we don't really need. If you really, um, that's like if you really think about it, if what do we really need? We need food, water, and shelter to not get you know attacked by anything, and sleep. But and like social interaction those are the things mm-hmm. 
But if you put someone with only those things, they'll go, the first week, they'll go insane. Where's my Instagram, my phone, uh, my computer, no books, what, what do I do? And that's why a lot of the, the these old stoics, the originals, yeah. they had the habit of going without things, of eating shitty, like eating only bread for like three days or something, sleeping on the streets, just to prove to themselves. I'm not saying anyone should or needs to do this, but sometimes these challenges are good just to prove to yourself Number one, you can take much more than you believe. And then you don't need a lot of things that you have. Mm-hmm. Oh, I need a big house. No, you don't. Oh, I need this. No, you don't. A lot of things you don't need. Oh, my God. And then, because it's like that, the, the more you have, the more you want. And not to say that you shouldn't want things, because I want things and I like things. But we shouldn't have to need a lot of the things that we currently need. Especially like we see with uh, young people more and more. Like, they need their phones. They need to be on Instagram. If they're at a party, their phone dies. Oh, my God. It's, gonna, it's about to be their, the worst night of their lives. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I love to have fun right now. It's like I even know, that right? moment. What happens when if you're having dinner with someone, the person goes to the bathroom? What do n- almost all of us do? Oh, let's see what's on Instagram. Even if you have no internet, let's just have something to do right now. Why can't we just sit down and look? Because at the end of the day, we can. But it's just yeah. that we've been so... I don't know, we're not used to it anymore. And now I, I try to practice that sometimes. If I'm in the subway, I try to just be like, okay, I'm just going to look in front, like ahead of me. And it's and you'll notice it's super uncomfortable, if, especially if I'm right. in the day where I'm like, doing this, doing this, da-da-da, with a lot of stimulus. And then you suddenly stop your body. It's just like, what the fuck is happening? We, we need stimulus right now. We can just be looking at the wall. <laughs> But yeah, so I feel like, and kind of yeah. to conclude, a good practice to have, it's, especially for me personally, it's meditation. Because no matter how chaotic the day is or it's about to be, you're always forced to go back to yourself in those 10, 15 minutes, wherever you do. It's like it forces you to be like, okay, you're here with yourself, calm down a bit. And then it gives you that kind of, not mental endurance, but that stability for the rest of the day, at least for me. I don't know if everyone feels like that, but... Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it makes a huge fucking difference. I like recently. I just like uh, this past weeks. I've kind of I've kind of like been a bit sloppy with meditation. I haven't been doing it regularly, yeah. and now I just come back like oh, yeah. two days ago. And it's Absolutely. just so different, man. It's it's a world of a difference. And I think for me, it comes instantaneously because I've been practicing practicing it for a while. So I, I when I start doing it again, I can instantly tell the the benefits in my day. And, and I, if I add to like describe it, it's just like. It's like you're more in control of your mind because when you're exposed to all of these stimulus and you don't train your mind, like to, to like if you don't train your mind, it's almost impossible to resist them. You just you just bounce back between stimulus. But when you actually train your mind in the morning, for me in, in this case, to like stop and let go of all stimulus, it's like you can do it yep. today. You are not. You won't go as easy. Absolutely. And I think with that, we can finish this podcast on the book Letters from a Stoic. So in two weeks, there will be a new book. So if you want to suggest anything, please go ahead. We really appreciate because sometimes it's, you know, you never know if the book's about to be good. And then because sometimes it's too late when you realize the book's not good and you're like, fuck, I don't have time for another book. So yeah. If there's any book you'd like to see, just send us a message on Instagram at Paths of Meaning. We appreciate it. All of you. And uh, yeah, with that, with that being said, this was the Searching for Meaning podcast, and we'll see you next week. Bye-bye.